0: Listen in for strategies to grow your team, craft the systems and processes that you need for your business, and establish business foundations that you may have skipped over. I know you're ready to do really big things, so let's do it together. Hey, hey, friends, welcome back to the final episode of 2020. This will be episode number 77. Just one of the many accomplishments that I have had this year is recording this podcast and sharing it with you guys on a weekly basis and never missing a single week. So thank you all for hanging out with me. I'm just so grateful to be able to have this time and space and your interest in the topics that I feel so compelled to share with you guys. So thank you so much for being here. If this happens to be the very first time you're listening, I'm Natalie Gingrich. I am the host and the founder of the Ops Authority, and we specialize in helping women who are natural operators in businesses to help them uplevel their income, their clients, and their outcomes. So if that sounds like something that you want, I definitely want you to hang out with me and spend some time today. But as we started, this is the very last episode of 2020, and this is episode number 77. Today, I am going to recap what 2020 looked like, and as I'm doing this, this is going to be really raw. It's unscripted for the most part, and I'm going to share exactly as I would if I were in a mastermind or in a conversation with a peer. So listen up, feel like we are sitting around a table, and just I hope this gives you a glimpse of what a business can look like. If you're in the beginning stages of business, I want you to hang out with me and just kind of, this is just a really a round table conversation that I can't wait to navigate through today. So in the same time that I'm going to be sharing this, I also want to model something for you that you can actually use in your business today. I call this the reflection framework, and you're going to take out a piece of paper I mean, it could be digital paper, but in my case, and almost all the time, I'm either using my big whiteboard in my office or the (laughs) old-fashioned piece of paper. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a pen or a marker, whatever it is that you love writing with, and draw a big T, a line down the center of the page, top to bottom, and then a line down the page right to left. And so what you're gonna end up with is just a big T or a cross to equal four quadrants on that page. So go ahead, grab your paper, let's get that out, let's go ahead and do this. I want every single episode to be actionable and we're gonna start with that T on the paper. We've got four different quadrants and what we're going to label these as, top left is working, top right is not working, bottom left is missing and bottom right is confusing. So working, not working, missing and confusing. Now, ladies, as you're listening to this, I want you to know I use this simple framework all the time. I am not exaggerating. As we get into this, I'm going to be using this framework today to reflect on my 2020. But at the same time, I want you to know all the the numerous uses of it. So I use this framework with masterminds that I am facilitating. I use it for performance reviews. I use it for one-to-ones. I use it for my own business, I use it for other people's business. You can use it in a team meeting and have both sides, both you and if you're overseeing somebody in the business, you can use this framework and have both parties bring this to the meeting. That way you really get a sense of, it just creates open communication. It gives you the ability to collect a lot of information and to have some structure to the conversation that's going to take place. I use this in so many different places. When someone comes to me and says, oh, my team's not working or this person doesn't feel like a good fit or I really need to give this person feedback because I don't think X, Y, Z, we go back to this framework. And sometimes I almost feel like a fraud because it is such a simple framework, but this is something that can be so, so powerful and transformative. It also serves as a documentation piece that I, in my business, like to look back on every single year. Now, I'd be lying if I told you I only use this framework once a year in my business. I love to, you guys know I'm a big fan of the strategic mapping, which is some of the intellectual property that I have put in place and we have licensed within our Director of Operations certification program. So of course I do that on a quarterly basis, but this is simple, this is fast. You don't need a license to do this. Remember, what is working, what is not working, what is missing and what is confusing. So if you're ever feeling like you've got friction, or excitement, I would say both sides of the spectrum, both at highs and lows, come back to what I call the reflection framework, working, not working, missing, and confusing. So now that you guys know how I'm gonna do this, I want you to take this, this will be the ops activity for episode number 77. I want you to create your own reflection framework and look at your business. When you're focusing on this exercise, I only want you to think about your business in 2020, from January 2020 to December 2020. And whoa, what a year it has been. Seriously, a year that will go down in the record books. And I'm about to share with you guys what the Ops Authority, what our 2020 look like, and I'm going to be really really open and honest with you guys. This is really going to be like a round table conversation as if let's just dream that we were in a remote location. Let's go to the Caribbean right now. <laughs> Any place really sounds fantastic at this point, but I'd love, let's just imagine us all being in the Caribbean, the wind is coming in, the ocean looks gorgeous. We probably have a fruity, high-calorie drink in hand, and we are surrounded by our greatest business friends, people who just get it. So that is exactly, I really meditated and thought about that space where I really feel free and expansive That's the place I went to when I sat down to create, not not physically, but that's the place in my mind that I went to when I sat down to do this reflection framework, looking at my business in 2020. So that's where I am right now as I'm sitting in my office recording episode 77 for you. All righty, I'm going to dive right in to the very first upper left quadrant, which is what is working? And in this case, I'm looking in a past tense. So what worked? in my business in 2020. Again, I'm gonna be vulnerable with you guys. I am privy to so many vulnerable growth and expansive conversations that I feel as the leader of this organization I want to do the exact same thing with the people that trust me. And so you're going to see sometimes when I've been like, oh, maybe I should hide that. And you know what? Maybe that's too proud. Maybe that looks too filled with ego. (laughs) So just meet me where I'm at and know that this has been just an incredible year. So what is working? What are the wins that my business had this year? Well, When we started in 2020, I had four different products that I was selling in my business. So if you wanted to do business with the Ops Authority, you picked one of four ways in which I could come in and could help you. And I had been feeling this urge for quite some time. And I I had so many great business peers, friends, mentors that were guiding me to really niche down, to understand where my greatest value was and how I could just go deeply and all in there. And what that required me to do was to niche down. Yes, I had four offers. I had a very successful multiple six-figure business in 2019. I felt really successful, to be frank. I had no idea the success and the expansion that would happen in 20... Of course, we just never know that. But by niching down, by trusting that I could give more of myself by serving one audience completely changed the trajectory of the success of the Ops Authority. So I feel incredibly grateful for having the mentorship and the people around me to pour that message into me and to really help me see where my potential was, because what was stopping me from niching down with scarcity. It was the fear of not having anyone to buy from me. Or you know, maybe I would be excluding people. Maybe I would hurt other people's feelings. And I'm a pleaser. I'm a two on the Enneagram. I've got a big, giant-sized, Texas-sized heart. And so the thought of being exclusive really really scared me. But I would say, looking back on 2020, the number one thing I did to help this business, to give it a more firm financial foundation, was to niche down and to only serve one audience, which is my directors of operations. And of course, that's a perfect opportunity for me to tell you guys, if you feel like you have a knack for operations and becoming a director of operations could create that expansion for you, of course, I want you to join me in our first round of 2021 in our upcoming director of operations certification program. So if that's of interest, come join us at directorofops.com. You can read some information on it. So, But niching down was one of the greatest, it is the single greatest thing I did in 2020 to give me a firm foundation. Next thing, mentorship. So I have spent hundreds of thousands. I know it pains me. And if my husband's listening to me today, he's gonna be like, what the what? How much did you spend on these things? But I've spent hundreds and thousands of dollars on different mentors and different programs, different masterminds in the past. And this year I felt like I made a big, big, scary decision to go in with the next level mentor for myself. It's not a one-to-one mentorship, which is what I thought I needed for so many years, and I paid a lot for those relationships. And Before you try to extract any negativity out of this, I am super grateful for every single mentor, every single peer, every single mastermind that I have ever been a part of because there's always been growth. One thing about the Ops Authority For the last five years that we have been in business, we have done extremely well year over year. So I attribute a lot of that to the dedication of the people that I have around me. So my mentor this year, I joined the Unstoppable Entrepreneur. I'm going to put a link here in the show notes, but Kelly Roach is the fearless leader of that program. And I joined this literally the first weekend of of March. And as you guys may remember, March of 2020 was the time when COVID, of course it was already real, but our economy in the United States was really starting to shift in a very rapid space. And I happened to be walking in my neighborhood that day on a Saturday when she was doing a launch. And I remember telling myself, this pandemic is going to change the course of small business. And it's not going to be a year of an impact. It's going to be a decade of an impact. And of course, I wanted to be so very wrong about that. But something at my core said, Natalie, it's time to level up. It's time to put your money where your mouth is. I had already made the decision to niche down, but I was very fearful of actually doing it. And I had some things that were stopping me. And so I needed a truly unstoppable entrepreneur to lead me and to guide me and Just happenstance, I really found a program that I see myself being in for a very, very long time. I came there for the ability to, actually, this is not noted, but when I found and when I came across the Unstoppable Entrepreneur, I had followed Kelly for quite some time, but that moment when I said, it's time for me to go all in, I remember telling myself, and this is definitely a win or what worked for me in 2020, I was going to be the most coachable person in the room. I was not going to feel like I could do it better. Of course, I was going to run everything through logic because that's just who I am. But I went into that program really telling myself, be open, be coachable, and watch results. So there, it was definitely a mindset shift for me because... I had joined programs in the past that people were too close to where I was. There wasn't enough of a separation. There wasn't enough of a path in front of me where it could be super clear. There wasn't someone who had gone before me who had tried so many different things that really could fit me. And I've really been blessed by Kelly's mentorship, the team at Unstoppable Entrepreneur, and the peers that I have made in that circle. So I'm super grateful. Not only did I go in to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur, but I went into the next level program, which is called Legacy Builders. And it's been a game changer for me. So the second thing that was working for me in 2020 was finding a mentor who could meet me where I was and paint the picture of what I deserved, where my skills were, really taking a big stance in where I was headed. You know, so so often we can't see where we're going to go and where we're going to end up, but Kelly and her team could see that for me, and they stood beside me the entire time, and they celebrate Every single one of my wins, they feel the pain that a business owner feels and they give me strategies on time in the right vein to help me move this forward. Another thing that worked for me in 2020, and you guys, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably seen this if you've been around for a little bit, but I started to do something called the Live Launch Model, and that is what Kelly Roach teaches at The Unstoppable Entrepreneur, and I turned my cheek to it for several years. I actually watched four rounds of Kelly launching this because I kept telling myself it wouldn't work for me. I'm not a good marketer. I don't have that quality of content that people are going to want to listen to, So I just canceled it. When it came up in my feed, I canceled it. And for whatever reason, something told me that day in March of 2020 to shift my mindset. Maybe I could find some similarities between what Kelly was doing, what so many people were doing in the Live Launch and in UE, and I could do the same thing. And so I went to work with the content, and I will give many shout-outs to Esther Littlefield, who is my director of marketing. And... We went to work with what content really would work, and I shifted my mindset to I've got an abundant amount of knowledge, experience, and wisdom, and what is the common denominator between all of the people that have been successful that have come through the Director of Operations Certification Program. So, collectively, her and I, and the rest of my team, worked to create our signature live launch, which is called the Scope Creep Solution. And that has brought much joy such simplification. I'm not trying to come up with a webinar every single month. I have found a topic that stands the test of time and really deeply resonates. It also allows me to show up in a very congruent way to myself. I'm excited. I am teaching. I am eager. I am sharing. It's been a real, real win in 2020. Another thing that is working for me is we expanded our team quite a bit here at the Ops Authority in 2020. I'm going to start with one of the biggest things that had been foggy for me for about the last 12 months. I knew I didn't want this to be the Natalie Show. I tell this to my students all of the time. I am a great director of operations. I feel like I have paved the way for lots and lots of other females around me, but I am not the only director of operations. And so it was on my heart for a while to bring the gals, some of the gals who had come through my program who have a specialty in some specific areas which lie underneath operations. I wanted to bring them in as coaches. And so expanding my team, my representation, my support, Our diversity, by bringing in qualified expert coaches into my program, have completely up-leveled the experience that our students have. And so I'm really, really proud of the work that they do, the heart that they show up with, and again, the results that they are helping our students to get. It doesn't feel like it's just my certification. It feels like I paved the way for the certification, and now I've got all these really strategic, smart, expert partners that are more expert than me in several of the topics. I'm never going to be able to claim to being the best at finances, the best at project management, the best at hiring. Of course, I have specialties and areas of competency, just like you do, but I love partnering with these women and exposing their goodness to this audience. And I've seen so many great partnerships and relationships build and develop because of that and i am just so incredibly grateful for every single one of those ladies who have joined me taken a chance really on me sharing their precious time of course for compensation i would never do this as a free model but i just i'm so grateful for what they have contributed and where we're going they have allowed me to see even a bigger vision than what i did at the beginning of 2020 just by adding them to our group by having this type of support we now can handle two to three cohorts of groups at one time coming through our director of operations certification. When it was just me, for the last three years, I've been leading the DOO certification. I can't lead multiple cohorts. There's just not enough time for me or of me to be able to show up in my best way. And so by doing this, these groups are getting lots and lots of support, even more support than we did in the past. And we are able to make a greater impact. I am super driven to increase the impact, increase your income, increase the avatar that you're working with. And these gals make it possible because we can reach and teach so many people at one time. All right, here's where I could get a little emotional. What worked in 2020 I wanna continue by celebrating the incredible team that works tirelessly, that puts my business as a focus in their lives and the richness that they have added to me as a person, the development that they have allowed me and the growth that they have allowed this brand, their reputation. It's just, it really is incredible for me. But I want to give a massive shout out to Esther, Esther Littlefield, our director of marketing, who at the beginning of the year did not have that title. And it just became glaringly clear that she was really the person I needed to fully trust in the strategic department of marketing. And it's taken a big load off of me so that I can show up and be the lead coach and help with marketing. But Esther has just, she's just such an incredible support. She has been with me from the very beginning and I celebrate her each and every day. She's brought an incredible amount of value. And during this year of 2020, we have expanded our hiring services big time. (laughs) This is a significant line item on our financial statement and I could not have done that alone. We had Diana Neff join us as our lead hiring manager in 2020. And just recently, Yolanda Rumpf has also done that. Both of these ladies are certified directors of operations. And so they bring the operational knowledge, but they have very, very strong competencies, backgrounds, experiences, and just a solid knack for hiring. And I am so pleased to have them on this team, but I could not get through my 2020 accomplishments without recognizing those women that support me day in and day out. So thank you, ladies, so, so much. I know our community looks to you too because of everything that you provide for us. So thank you for being a model for what is possible and the type of genuine support that we can find. From a team perspective, Abby Herman is still on our team. She's been on our team for a really long time. And we have gotten this down to a real well-oiled machine. And she supports us from a content strategy perspective. She is the hand, (laughs) she is the mind and the hands behind our weekly emails, behind our LinkedIn post and guiding our strategy here so that we are succinct. Everything from our emails to our podcast to our launching efforts, Abby is behind that. And lastly, and certainly not least, Holly Kane, who is with Prosper Collective. She is our, we've taken our finances to the next level this year by having dedicated support and Holly is behind that. And Holly has been instrumental as we have been blessed financially and expanding more and more in developing where we need to be saving and spending. She's got all these buckets figured out and I struggled through this piece of my business for the first four years, and it's made a big difference having someone who's knowledgeable and has the ability and competency to serve as the CFO of our business. I know that we continuously make strategic moves, strategic financial business moves, and Holly is the person behind that. I'm so grateful for her hand in what we have been able to create, what we've been able to give, how we've been able to grow our team in 2020. So that is my big love fest on the team that supports what you listen to every single week, what you may hang out with, everything that comes out of the office authority is because of those women that I just mentioned right there. Some other things that won't take near as long in the working department, I have developed more intellectual property in 2020, which means that we have more trademarks, we have more more content to share with the people who choose to trust us and to learn with us. And so when I started business, I didn't think I was worthy. I didn't think I had anything unique. And being on this journey, really having the time and space to look back and say, wow, that's different. That's that's unique and that's profound. There's a lot of pride for me in developing this intellectual property. And without the team, without a simplified business model, I don't think I would have the space. It took me four years to come up with the strategic mapping model, and to really get it crystallized and nailed down. So this year, coming up with three more pieces of intellectual property is a real win for me. Of course, this podcast growth and the dedication to it has been something that I could see that maybe would pay off one day, and it's beautiful to see that it really, really has. Another thing that always elates us is seeing how many people come to us from a referral basis. We put a lot of hard work into our marketing efforts, but I'm never upset about referrals that continuously come in, whether that is from our Directors of Operations program or on the hiring side. Long story short, I'm never upset about a referral. (laughs) I'm happy to pay a referral fee, but our business has expanded simply because of delivering good service. Being reputable has made it very easy to expand our business through referrals, Alrighty, now on to the stuff that's not so easy to talk about. So what is not working? If you're looking at your quadrants on your piece of paper, this is the upper right-hand side. So what didn't work in my business in 2020? First of all, technology. There's been a real challenge with technology in our tech stack. Now, this admittedly is not my zone of genius. And I leave a lot of these decisions straight up to Esther because she knows how to drive that ship. That is one of her interests, and it's one of her responsibilities here in the business. But our technology is going to be shifting in 2021, no doubt. And when I talk about technology, I have a big question mark around our current stack of technology includes SamCart, ClickFunnels, ConvertKit, Thinkific. I'm sure I'm missing some, (laughs) but... I kind of have a big question mark around every single one of those. Thinkific specifically is a wonderful platform. It's been great for me. But as we continuously grow the number of rounds and the number of students that we support... I have a big question mark if that is actually working because I get feedback from them that it's clunky, it doesn't look as, it doesn't match the quality of content. I guess the layout really isn't matching the quality of content. So we're exploring some options on that side and that's why I put it in the not working category. Another thing, guys, I'm a people person and I can tell you guys without conferences and in-person meetups in 2020, my heart has been a little bit broken and at some times felt very, very isolated. So not having as much, and and granted, in 2018 and 2019, I traveled at least once a month. I was gone from my home, my kids, our lives here at the house. I was gone regularly for one week out of the month. And of course, that's hard. It's hard on my family. It's hard on the kids. But I have to say, As my kids are getting older, it has been easier and easier for me to balance being away. And I even look forward to that time. I do a lot of not only networking and connecting to build the business, but I also get space and time to get out of the heaviness of (laughs) running two active kids all around and just The heaviness, I know it's a gift, don't get me wrong, I'm being very vulnerable, but that time away gives me some time to decompress and to focus narrowly on the business and on myself. And so without that in 2020, there's been a part of me that's just been a little bit, I mean, the distance in itself is just hard. And yes, of course, I am so grateful that we have all of these virtual ways to communicate and to stay connected, but nothing for for Natalie, for me, There's nothing better than breaking bread in person, connecting to someone's eyes, getting able to to hug them, to, to hold them, not in a crazy, weird way, but just to be able to experience conversations, struggles, and wins, the same exercise we're doing right now. You're listening to it, but imagine if you were listening to it like we started this podcast, on the beach, with a nice blanket. Maybe it's sundown for you. Maybe it's sunrise. Maybe it's a blaring like sun in the afternoon and you've got a fruity drink with you. But having people around you, you connect so deeply. I hope you get that. But I really don't think it matters if you are an adventurer, if you're an introvert, an extra, It doesn't really matter. I believe super strongly in face to face communications and face to face contact, person to person contact. And as an old coach, Todd Herman used to say, nose to nose, toes to toes is the best way to do business. And I don't look at it necessarily for, actually, it usually does generate business because you're connected in a completely different level, but it's such a good way to build a strong network. And I attribute my success before this year to having so much exposure face-to-face with people. So that did not work for me in 2020. (laughs) Something else that's not working is our website content. You guys heard that my win was one of my wins was niching down and really only talking to one audience. If you have peeked around at my website, you probably see that we've got some work to do to make that synonymous with our offerings today. We've kind of done some patching to make it fit, to make it work, but we are going to be looking at that early in 2021. And I really couldn't think of much more that didn't work in 2020. It was a fantastic year. I will say one thing that's not necessarily super public, but I did have COVID this year and that took me out of work for about two weeks. Everything is fine. Everything is wonderful. My family didn't get it. So it was just me who had the virus. And my goodness, that did not work for me, but we recovered beautifully well. So what is missing? What was missing in 2020 from the Ops Authority? First of all, I bragged so much about my team, but what didn't work for us in 2020, and this really was made very clear by Diana and Esther, as we were dreaming of what real what was the next person that we needed to hire to bring in to create some consistency, to remove some of the things off of their proverbial desk so that they could be in their zone. And that was an operations coordinator. And I'm pleased to say, as I record this, in December of 2020, we will be onboarding our very first full-time employee In the very first week of January, I am super thrilled to welcome Alex to our business. And I can't wait for you guys to see her and frankly, for me to have the support because that was really missing in 2020. It's gonna take away some of the technology, some of lots of the operations that my team, Esther, Diana, and Yolanda have been filling in and really just being gracious about it because some of these things are outside the scope of the role, but they are so connected to the ops authority and genuine to me that they have stepped up and filled in that gap. So lots of appreciation for them, and I know that they are just as excited as me to have Alex here on this team. Another thing, I mentioned earlier that we added Yolanda to the hiring side of our business along with Diana, but that's something that's missing. We actually could probably bring on two more hiring managers in 2021, we could have served even more people. We got into a place where we were turning away business in late October. We were booked through the middle of January. And so, you know, there's an easy way to solve that. When you have a process that is really buttoned down, that I created and has served me really well, to be able to bring in people to help me do that and to duplicate those efforts leads to a stronger financial position, of course, but also when I do that, I am able to support people from the community who have a passion for hiring. So it allows me to share in the financial reward with them to serve their families and ultimately to impact businesses that choose to grow digitally, virtually, and remote. And so that makes me really proud. That was missing in 2020. I am grateful that Yolanda joined us at the, towards the end of the year, but also look forward to some expansion moving forward. Something else that's missing. We are, I don't know if it's missing, like there's not a big gap there, but we have been, I <laughs> have been anxious to re-record the content for our Director of Operations Certification Program. I'm ready to jump in to share the new wisdom that I have gained over the last two years to make it a little bit more relevant. I mean, think about things like the economy and small business in 2020. I wanna put those active examples, those real life examples that fit us for the time, I want to make sure I include those in the contents moving forward. And so or maybe it's just like relevant examples in our trainings have been missing in 2020. Again, not a big gap, but something I'm itching to do. <laughs> Along that same line, we have hired an instructional designer who's instrumental in 2020. This was a project that she came in to do, but she was looking at how to piece our content together so that it flows better, also so that we can be more inclusive with the different types of learners and learning styles. And one great big thing that's gonna come out of that in addition to the platform that we share our certification through is also the visuals and the graphics that support the frameworks that I teach on. So this is getting a little bit nerdy, but hey, it's my reflection framework. And one time I'm gonna go back and listen to this and be like, yes, we corrected that. We fixed that. We grew. And I wouldn't grow unless I took the time to actually create this list. I'm just being vulnerable and sharing it with you guys so that I can pretend that we're in Mexico with a fruity cocktail and it's really, really warm. Cause at the time that I'm recording this in Texas, it is 42 degrees and that makes it freezing. One thing that we're going to address in 2021 and um, has been a little bit under wraps, but it's missing, and that's the accreditation for our Director of Operations Certification Program. When I first said that I was going to create a certification, one of the first things I did was look at how to get this accredited. And some of the wise legal advice that I got was to have a really good sample size, to make sure that you have enough people coming through so that the time you invest the money in in obtaining the accreditation, you have enough feedback so that you have a solid, a more solid product. And so I was eager to accredit it from the very beginning, but legal counsel said, wait, just a second. So I did just that. The numbers of people that are coming through feel really good. At the time of recording, we have 141 certified directors of operations, and my goal was to get to 500 before we accredit it. We are looking, we are actively in conversations with some really big, very exciting organizations to get this accreditation and also to partner with, which will help us from a marketing, from a visibility, lots of other ways. But that is something that was missing in 2020. And arguably, it's been missing since we began the certification. It's a gap and it does not lessen the strength of the content but it could increase the number of people that we can impact. And you know, I'm one of those impact over fame people. So whatever we can do to increase the impact, the opportunity and the income for natural born operators, I am all here for it. So if that means partnering and going out on the limb and making some strong strategic partnerships, we are on it. So that was missing in 2020. And on a personal note, and I can't, I cannot, I really can't say that I could get through any of this without bringing up the personal piece. What was missing in 2020 personally was a little bit of balance. When the pandemic really became serious, I think me along with you and every other business owner out there was really fearful for what the economy was going to look like, how it was going to impact my business. And That led me to working, probably overworking to overcompensate for the lack of control and steadiness that I didn't feel. And so I think we can improve quite, Natalie can improve, talking to myself, (laughs) I really can improve my balance of both personal and professional in 2021. It wasn't completely missing, but it certainly wasn't fully working either. One of the things that I'm gonna do is I've been thinking about hobbies. And I was just talking to one of my students, Janice, the other day, and telling her she had posted a picture on Facebook of this beautiful cross-stitching work that she did. And I cross-stitch as a young girl. It's been in the back of my mind. And when she posted her work, I was like, oh my goodness, this is like a sign from the universe that it's time for me to get back to this. And I've been itching for a hobby. I'm not short on them, but I needed one, you know, a something that I'm excited about is potentially cross-stitching. I'll let you guys know how that goes in 2021, but there's an opportunity and that was missing in 2020. So last but not least, what was confusing? And this, when you are looking and you're building this out for yourself, whatever you write in the confusing section means you need strategy around these things. And so That's exactly what I did. I leveraged people around me to help me with the confusing parts of myself and of my business in 2020. First of all, mindset. I can be kind of headstrong when it comes to the abstract, ooey-gooey, wooey type of thoughts because I'm such an action-oriented, logical, methodical person that sometimes I say, I don't have mindset issues. It comes down to action. And I do believe that statement, by the way. I believe that you get a lot of confidence through action, but my mindset at the beginning of 2020 looks really, really different than it does at the time of recording December of 2020. And I attribute that to the mentorship that I have received through Kelly Roach, through Kelly Ruda, who's become a dear friend. And I learn so much much from my own people, from the gals that trust me who come through this program. They allow me to step up, to answer, and to fill in their mindset gaps. And by coaching and practicing that, my mindset has gotten even stronger. So mindset looks really different. And as the business was getting stronger and stronger financially, I really had some big imposter things to work through. And I don't think I'm done working through them, by the way but i i really started to feel unsteady unworthy started to question what i was doing with this and i've held my income flat for this entire year so it's certainly not that i'm bringing home more money but we've reinvested we have worked financially to make this. I call this my year of transition from baby business to big girl business. And I hope that made you chuckle, but I use it all the time. And the change has required me to leverage experts because I don't really know what to do. I have lived in a different state of mind financially where I needed, you guys probably know this, but I work not because it's a hobby, not because it's my greatest gift, but because I need to provide an income to our family. It is something I have a lot of pride in doing and it's something that my family needs. So once I could fulfill that, there was some big mindset and imposter on what to do with the extra. And so we've done a lot of really strategic things that continue to grow us and allow us as a brand to expand, to get more solid, and to become more financially stable. And I mean, that was confusing to me. I can start a business. I can run a business. I can control businesses' expenses. But it's different when it's yours and you're seeing numbers that you never felt like you were really worthy of receiving. And so, again, (laughs) hear me, that we earned quite a bit of growth in 2020. And my personal paycheck doesn't go up. It will in 2020. And I'm super excited and proud of that. But I needed some strategies because I was really confused on the wealth management side. And so what to do with retirement? How do we position our taxes in a different way? So we have counsel that is guiding us. And then of course, Holly, who has been you know, just a fixture as the CFO in our business. Another thing that's confusing to me, and I'm gonna wrap up with this from a visibility perspective is I've been really tossing around the idea of doing a video show. I'm a slow start. And so I take very, very slow, slow action. It's always well thought out, but it's slow. It doesn't happen quickly. It's not on a whim. And I wanted to make sure that I could fit it in. And it's still not crystal clear to me right now. So that has been confusing. Last thing is our Pinterest strategy. So Kate All is a dear friend, just like a sister, and a peer. I would call her my advisory board. I've got five women who basically are my sisters in business, and they help me with a lot of the big decisions. None of them are in my specific industry, so it's been very helpful to leverage them. But Kate All is one of those, and you guys probably know she runs, or you should know, she runs the Simple Pen, and she did a podcast with me this year where she was looking and doing a live coaching on my Pinterest strategy. And visibility and marketing are not my jam. That is exactly why Esther Littlefield is gainfully employed here at the Ops Authority. But I want to make sure that we take Kate's thoughts and feedback and crystallize them in 2020. When I say it was, it's confusing, we've been really consistent. Esther's team creates pens out of all of our content every single week. So we have a strong presence on Pinterest, but what is the next step? We're kind of confused on what the next step was. So I'm grateful that Kate came in to be that guide and also that we could share this on her podcast so that others could learn from this as well. So that was the two visibility things that have been confusing in 2020. All right, friends. This is a long episode, but I hope it's helpful for you. I hope that you have found some nuggets in here, and most importantly, I want you to take some time, create your reflection framework. Remember, you've got it: four quadrants. What's working? What's not working? What's missing? And what's confusing? For the ops activity for this episode, episode number seventy-seven, I want you to come into our private Facebook group to be found at theopsinsiders.com. That's going to put you into our private Facebook group where we break down these podcasts every single week. It's important for me to show up to you and continue to share what's going on between the six inches of my ears, but also I want this to be two-way and podcasting can feel one way. So- To make it two-way, we have got the Facebook group and then I ask you to take every single episode and do something with it, put it into action. I know that action creates clarity, clarity creates confidence and confidence creates cash. (laughs) That's a mouthful of Cs, but that's what I'd like you to do. Come into theopsinsiders.com. It's gonna route you to our private Facebook group that is specific to this podcast. And I want you to tell me, what are the things that worked for your business In the year 2020, one of the most challenging years ever, the year that the Ops Authority went from a baby business to a big girl business. If you are listening to this at the end of the year, I wish you an incredible 2021. I hope nothing more than wild success for confidence as you move forward in the things that are not working or are confusing in your business. And be sure to leverage this framework for all kinds of things moving forward. As we're wrapping up today, I would love for you guys to go back and listen to episode number 23. That's the episode that I recorded last year at this time that walks through how to really capture your accomplishments. This is an exercise that should not be missed. There's an opt-in there where you can get in and find a PDF that allows you... Actually, it asks you 12 questions and... Those are gonna be prompts that will help you to see what your accomplishments were, even if it was a challenging year, even if it was a year that you didn't have a lot of financial growth, even if it was a year that was really scary, or maybe like some of my friends, you had COVID and it took you out for a month or two. You may have experienced all of those things, but episode number 23 is going, I believe, will be very helpful in equipping you to see all the good that you are doing and what you should be proud of as a business owner. This is a risk that most people are not willing to make, and I applaud you every single day. Ladies, have an incredible New Year's. I look forward to seeing you and chatting with you in 2021. Thank you so much. I just, I genuinely, again, I'm wrapping up this podcast tonight, really thinking about all of us being on the beach, enjoying just one big nerdy operations conversation. Lots of love, friends.